0: Welcome back to the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast. Southwest Virginia is a location as unique as its people, and we pride ourselves on rich cultural heritage, food, music, and the arts. Stories from Southwest Virginia tells the stories of this amazing region that we live in. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be going to America's coolest hometown, of Marion, Virginia to a very historic boutique hotel located at 107 East main street in downtown Marion. This hotel is named the general Francis Marion hotel today. I want to tell you about its history and its uniqueness here to the Southwest Virginia region. The general Francis Marion hotel is a historic boutique hotel. It was named in honor of the famed revolutionary war hero, who is also the town's namesake. And construction of this hotel began in June of 1926. Having officially opened for business on May 27th of 1927, a formal opening was held on June the 3rd. That event was attended by such names as ex-governor E. Lee Trinkle, Senator B.F. Buchanan, and author Sherwood Anderson. The hotel was designed and built by Eubank and Caldwell of Roanoke, Virginia, at a cost of $175,000, in what is called early 20th century colonial revival style. Constructed of reinforced concrete and Kingston velveteen brick, the Virginia State Board of Inspectors deemed the building to be fireproof, and the addition of fire escapes was considered unnecessary. Two of Marion's most prominent businessmen, Mr. Charles C. Lincoln and Dr. William M. Sclater, were the co-owners. Mr. Lincoln was owner of the town's largest industry, the Virginia Table Company and he also owned the Look and Lincoln Furniture Manufacturing Company and had other business interests in Smith County. Dr. Sclater was owner of the Marion Drug Company and DM Smith Drug Company. And less than a year after the hotel opened, the closed Hotel Marion across the street was renovated, enlarged, and reopened, keeping its previous name. And the similarity of the names caused a lot of confusion between the two hotels, and travelers wanting to stop at one hotel frequently telegraphed to the other. So Mr. Lincoln's friends and business associates urged him to change the name to Hotel Lincoln. He reluctantly agreed only a few months before his death on December 23 of 1928. The current owners decided to return to the original name due to its historic significance and the FM medallions on the front of the building. The hotel was recognized as a Virginia Historic Landmark in 1995 and is also listed on the National Register of Historic Places. The center of the first floor is the main lobby, which is linked to the registration lobby area by an open-ended French-style stone staircase with decorative iron railings. And to the right of the main lobby is the guest breakfast area. The area to the left originally housed a drugstore, barbershop, and a beauty salon. But this area is now home to various restaurants and bars throughout the years. The area between the lobby and the registration desk and the mezzanine has four gothic columns and three pointed arches. This area also leads to the balcony which overlooks Main Street in downtown Marion. And to the right as you ascend the staircase, is the Bowen boardroom and card room. This card room has the original floor with a border of artistic illustrations of various playing cards. Interspersed with the playing cards are squares to show a rooster having a bubbly cocktail. And this illustration was the code, during Prohibition for drinks are served here. The hotel was built around midpoint of the Prohibition Law, which went into effect in January of 1920 and repealed in December of 1933. Across the mezzanine is the Lincoln Ballroom, which still has the original walnut paneling and oak flooring. The tile on all three lobby floors is all original, as is the registration desk and the original switchboard is also on display on the upper level. The third, fourth, and fifth floors have almost identical floor plans, and originally each floor had 19 guest rooms and 13 bathrooms, with some of the rooms having to share a connection between the bathrooms. The renovated hotel has 12 luxurious guest rooms and 12 bathrooms on each floor, consisting of one full, one room with two full beds that has a connecting door with a traditional queen, And the floors have four additional traditional queen rooms, with the first floor having two handicapped queens, along with a luxury queen, a junior king, and a two-room executive suite, having a door that can separate the two rooms, with a sleeping area with a king bed and a living area with a a sleeper sofa. The fifth floor executive suite is named the Sherwood Anderson Suite. The fourth and fifth floors have the same makeup of the rooms, except the handicapped rooms are made into junior suites, with queen-size beds the guest room doors woodwork as well as the bathroom and closet doors are all original in the wood panels on the backs of the guest room doors they have all been sealed but have been left as a reminder of the ventilation system in the 1920s some of the guest rooms have tables and desks made out of marble that originally covered the radiators in the public areas and there are also several doors on each of the floors that have no room numbers These doors were sealed when the number of rooms per floor was reduced, but they were left in place to preserve the history and integrity of the property. From 1927 to the mid-1960s, the Lincoln was recognized as the town's most important destination for social and political functions. In 1947, the Lincoln family sold the hotel and all of its furnishings to Ralph Bevere and Homer K. Bowen. Mr. Bowen and his family eventually became the major stockholders of the corporation, and moved into the hotel. Major Bowen and wife Genevieve, who now deceased, operated the hotel for more than 30 years. And in the 1970s and 80s, it was used mainly for permanent or weekly guests. But despite some renovation efforts by new owners Ralph and Mildred Powell in the 1990s, they saw a decline of the building. Mr. and Mrs. Powell sold the property in 1997 to Jim and Patsy Franny, who opened a restaurant in the building for a few years. The hotel closed on October 8, 1999, till Joseph and Susie Ellis bought the property in 2000 and began renovations in 2003. The hotel was officially reopened to guests on February 17, 2006. So now that you know a brief history on the General Francis Marion Hotel in Marion, Virginia, perhaps the next time you're traveling through the area, this might be a place you'd consider to stay. From modern-day amenities, as well as the historic references that you'll find throughout the hotel, it's definitely an enjoyable experience. And the best part about the hotel is it being located right in the heart of downtown Marion. You have quick access to food, shopping, entertainment, and other amenities just right around the corner. Now, another big location in Marion that's not too far from the General Francis is, of course, the wonderful Hungry Mother State Park. So, if outdoor recreation is also your thing, you can get your luxurious fix at the General Francis, then head outside to Hunger Mother State Park to enjoy a day at the beach, maybe do some hiking, some camping out, or even do a little bit of cooking out. I've been able to visit the General Francis Marion Hotel quite a few times throughout the past few years myself. It's definitely a very beautiful place. If you're looking for a great bite to eat, if you're a guest for breakfast, Usually the restaurants that uh, occupy the other area of the General Francis Marion are also very delightful. And just being able to check out a lot of the history and the beautiful architecture in this hotel, I think, makes it worth your time to at least stop by, even if you don't have time to stay. And be sure to plan your trip back to Marion so that you can make a stay at the hotel, enjoy all the other wonderful things in this small town community here in Southwest Virginia. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode here on the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast. I'm so glad you took some time to stop by. And as always, be safe exploring Southwest Virginia.